0: Welcome back, you two.
1: Oh, yeah. It was, it was we were here. Yeah. We're switching nice. it out. Instead of Brian and Art, it's it's you and me. Fuck, yeah. It's just be a nice
0: five-person podcast. Now it's a rotating crew. <laughs> that's weird.
2: <laughs> it's like the off-season.
0: <laughs> Bud, you're looking cute.
2: Thank you. Are you rolling now? Yes. <laughs> uh, Would have been great to get Kirsten's yawn, but that's okay. Uh,
0: I
1: might do it again. We'll see. <laughs> Everyone sleeping? Mm-hmm. All <laughs>
2: Today on the Geek Out podcast, iPhones are detecting roller coasters as car crashes and calling 911 about it. Oh, that's funny. Uh, we finally got a trailer for the Super Mario
0: Brothers movie, and the internet doesn't like Chris Pratt as Mario.
1: <laughs> and Angela Lansbury has died at age 96. Nerdy
3: is the new sexy.
1: It's good to be out. The Zones Geek Out,
2: the podcast. It's the Zones Geek Out podcast. This is episode 209. We record this on Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Temporarily ripped Art and Brian. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 720 with Dylan and Jason in the morning zone.
0: Oh, I guess that's me. Hi, I'm Paul Bessino.
1: (sighs) What? Are you my heavy breathing over
0: here. <laughs> no, I like it a lot. I enjoy it so much. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I really have today. It's just, it's me. Hello. It's-a-me.
1: It's a me. It's it's me. Great Mario. Wow. Thank you
0: so much. Oh, do you want to know what? Actually, though, someone did just say to me, someone who doesn't really know me, I was saying like, oh, no, nah, Halloween stresses me out. So I'm just always Mario every year. And they said, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> Someone oh, really? has just seen pictures of me.
1: Oh, oh, I see. I was like, why is that offensive? Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. I so I One, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, no, you're correct. That is perfect, and I should be playing Mario in the movie, but I ain't, and we'll get to it.
1: Um, I'm Kirsten James, and I just want to say, uh, it was really nice listening to the podcast from last week. No. Uh, I... I <laughs> I totally forgot to listen to it because i am not in the habit of listening to it when i'm on it really i don't i don't usually listen back to hear the things that i say why it's and, good you've
0: said good things you should listen to it
1: <laughs> and uh, i so i totally forgot and i did not listen to it until yesterday and then i was going through my podcatcher i was like oh, i've listened to all this shit and i was like oh <laughs> there's a new geek out podcast And I got to say, like, I had, uh, like, a pretty rough week last week, and listening to that podcast yesterday, it just made me feel so warm and fuzzy and smiley inside, (laughs) and it was so nice to hear you guys, and, yeah, I should stop forgetting that we have a podcast and listen to it sometimes. (laughs) What,
0: just the one, me, me, Art, and Brian? Yeah. Made you happy? Yeah, it
1: was just, it was nice. It was- I liked it. Fun listening to you guys bro out, and uh, I haven't finished it yet, because I- Listen to P- Pete Meal. So, right now, you guys are all just talking about
0: eating McDonald's. Oh, I was going to say stay till the end because we oh, I will. <laughs> debate the McDonald's. Uh, what is y'all's McDonald's order these days? What do oh. you, yeah? Because um, I'm i pretty proud of my uh, double McDouble add bacon and also add McChicken
2: sauce.
0: Mm. I don't know if oh, I yes, said chicken
2: sauce for the win.
0: That's yeah. the secret ingredient over there. What do you guys yeah. usually get when you go to McDonald's?
1: I can just get Stop a hamburger saying it that way. with extra oh pickles.
0: One hamburger,
1: yeah, with extra pickles. Really? Like just it's got to have a, like so many pickles on it that when you're putting the pickles on, you feel like you might be going insane or that I am insane. Sure, that volume of pickles.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like to say, uh, "Hey, fuck me up with pickles."
1: <laughs> or if uh, I—that's g- funny. If I'm going to be fancy, yeah. I'm going to be fancy. Yeah. I'll get the the fillet of fish, but with lettuce. Tomatoes. Ooh, ooh. And fuck me up with pickles.
2: Fuck me up with Oh hamburgers. my God. Wow. Yeah, but
1: mostly just the hamburger.
2: Interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, bud, go on. A single hamburger or hamburger and a half, as in, like, getting three and splitting between two people. Again, with extra pickles. We have the same McDonald's order. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, Or, if I'm feeling fancy, uh, the McChicken. And I make sure I get some pepper to put on. Because when I I worked at the Big Yellow M for many years, many years ago, uh, my go-to... Uh, The fry dipping thing was a shot of McChicken sauce and a bunch of pepper. Yeah. Uh, Oh, whoa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah,
4: Okay. Someone
0: recently said to me, too, uh, that you got to get, and I forgot about this. I haven't done this in years, but you get the uh, plum sauce. Never done that. Sweet and sour. Yeah, that's right. The sweet and sour. Okay. Okay. What's plum? That's like uh, more ethnic food, It calls it. That's more Asian, yeah. Asian, yeah, yeah. Um, so sweet and sour and then McChicken sauce and you swirl those together, mm, yeah, that's exactly. a delicious like, delight.
1: I don't like that. There uh, there was people that were big proponents of that because when I also worked at McDonald's mm-hmm. and no, nah, no.
0: Nah. Uh, yeah. And pepper,
1: pepper. You know what was good though? Oh, yeah. You take the McChicken sauce and the hot mustard. And mix it together. Mmm, uh, that was yes. my jam. All right. McDonald's, all like McDonald's was one of
2: the holdouts for hot mustard as opposed to honey mustard. And I, it's my favorite, my favorite sauce. Yeah, screw mm-hmm. honey hot mustard. Hot mustard, my favorite.
1: Who needs bees?
2: <laughs> <laughs> On your fries or mm-hmm. chicken McNuggets. Mm-hmm. All right, two weeks of good endorsement for McDonald's, I guess. Uh, This week on Buzz Weekly, geek out. It's a wonderful restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) That definitely needs our coverage. (laughs) Um, Talked about, uh, especially with the iPhone 14, uh, when that came out in September, there have been Uh, ramping up false uh, 911 calls from an automated voice uh, saying the owner of this iPhone was in a severe car crash and is not responding to their phone because the phone is in the pocket of the person riding a roller coaster and does not hear the phone saying, I think you've been in a car crash, you know, and interacting, Mm. getting trying to get the person to interact with the phone um, to say I'm not dead. And when the person doesn't interact, they call 911. They give longitude and latitude, and then the fire trucks and the ambuli show up at Dollywood. Oh, boy. And it's just because they've been riding a roller coaster. And there have been six of these calls that were turned over um, from Ohio uh, Warren County Communications Center. And, uh, you know... I. Prank 911 calls and false 911 calls, kind of the same thing. They both divert from actual emergencies, so probably uh, an issue that Apple should fix.
1: So maybe it said this in the article, Bud, and Paul, as a proponent of a defender of whatever. Mm. As far as I know, Bud, this fall detection does not actually get turned on automatically on your watch or phone unless you're over a certain age. I believe... Yes? This, no, is this is detection, yeah. crash
2: detection, car crash detection.
1: Oh, this is different. Okay, yeah. so never mind. Um, it's automatically on?
0: Evidently.
2: Looks like it, yeah.
0: Or it's or it's just one of those things you've had to turn on and then...
2: In the myriad things you accept at the beginning of your iPhone. Hello.
0: Hang on, sorry. There's a weird voice yep. in the room. What are we is that your phone? No.
1: Someone's talking about are eating you- a kiwi.
2: You guys hearing it through your cans? No. No, it's like in the room. You can't hear it. No. Oh, this is yeah. fun.
1: Wait, it's not, I think, I think it's coming from my phone. Eat it like an apple. You're allowed to what eat this skin. The skin. I don't know why. Why would my phone just start playing mm. a audio of somebody eating a kiwi?
4: I don't know. Kiwi. <laughs> I don't know why my phone. I'm closing. This all is my
2: amazing. <laughs> Uh, Kirsten yeah, is swiping on, up a thousand people. times it's trying to close every single app trying to robot. find the Kiwi video.
1: The only way to eat a Kiwi is like this. It was, I guess, it was Instagram. That is so weird. That's anyway, bizarre, I don't know why Kirsten. that happened, but also oh <laughs> maybe God. iPhone has crash detection ah. and like boring podcast detection. <laughs> <laughs> put, put this video about kiwis on real quick because he to spice up this podcast.
0: Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine if that went off in the middle of the night. You'd be terrified. Like, <laughs>
1: like oh, someone's eating kiwis in the
0: house. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, terrified. Oh,
2: brother. Okay. Wow. Well, that segment cannot be made any better. We should. Probably move on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, well, I'll just, yeah, the crash detection, th- they've got to do something about this, obviously. It'll be interesting Huge to see league. what they do about it because, yeah, no, this is a new feature for the iPhone 14. When it thinks you've been in a car crash, it automatically calls 911. Wow. That's, yeah, more than the, the fall detection. Um, so I don't know what they do about this, Bud. Any ideas? Is this something that's like big PSA? Hey, you're going to Dollywood. Make sure you turn off the crash
2: detection. Dollywood now do we- has put up signs to that effect. Signs? Oh, broy. Yeah, yeah, they say turn off turn off this uh, the crash detection, or put mm. your phone in airplane mode, or don't bring it on uh, the roller coasters. There are signs up that say stuff like that.
0: Not Dollywood, but are we talking about like every every big? Like Disneyland... (laughs)
2: What putting up signs like it? Well, oh, I'm I'm sure, especially with this story circulating, um, and I've been hearing this story a lot since I reported it. Absolutely, I I think this will make the rounds, and yeah, people will be putting signs up at more places. Like mm-hmm. most of the the six calls came from uh, Mystic Timbers, a, a roller coaster at Kings Island amusement park in Ohio, Ooh, and like between that, that and Dollywood, I'm sure that yeah, th- this will sort of be um, just something you have to deal with. That's so um, interesting.
1: Like if you think of about that from a developer's perspective like they're like oh look at this cool new thing it's gonna save lives and help people and mm-hmm. you know and then just like not to think through the use case of like what is a situation where someone might have a phone in their pocket that this might accidentally go off and no one thought of a roller coaster, a roller coaster. no yeah. one at Apple had ever Great been point. on a roller coaster in their life yeah <laughs> you feel
0: like they would like roller coasters but I guess not
1: yeah anyway weird <laughs>
2: Coming soon. We finally got a trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie. This will be in theaters April 7th, 2023. And two large examples of voice acting. Two and a half. Uh, the, the half is uh, Keegan-Michael Key is, is Toad. Uh, which oh, is- I
0: totally forgot. I lost him in the
2: role. Which is kind of incredible because he's way in his upper register. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and he is voice acting. And that brings me to the first big thing, which is Jack Black, who does not sound like Jack Black being Jack Black into a microphone. No dude sounds like Bowser. He is mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. acting. Well, he's a voice professional. acting.
1: He's, he's Poe, right? He's he's done it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voice acting is little V, capital A. You know, like it it is acting. And then And then Chris Pratt is in the back third of the trailer sounding like Chris Pratt. Yep. And more than one YouTube video is out there replacing Chris Pratt with a Charles Martinet-like voice. And we have linked to both of those in the show notes. The first one is AI and sounds it. You know, a bit Mm -hmm. of those artifacts in it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But the other one is an actual voice actor named Carlos Murillo who um, removed the Chris Pratt voice and put his own Charles Martinet in there. And it's stunning. Oh, really? Chef's kiss.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i changed my mind. Oops, I'm, I'm well-documented on this podcast saying, let's give Chris Pratt a chance, and you don't really want Charles Martinet. You don't want that ear bleeding, ear splitting. Uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, you Apparently know, for we do. Nine hours, and then, uh, oh, oh, completely changed my mind. All I, the way I, back I, I still agree. Uh, I don't yeah.
1: want to listen to that for a full... And you know what? You know what? Where is this movie coming out? Where is this movie coming out? Anyone? Where? The wild release. Okay. Nobody... I'm telling you right now, it's not going to be fucking 90 minutes. They're going to make it 100 minutes because they're dumb. Yeah, you're right. It's going to be 100 mm, yep. minutes, and I don't want to listen to 100 minutes of that voice. I, I'm still with you, past Paul. Like, yeah. like, maybe maybe if he does it, like, only when he's bouncing on mushrooms or something, and he goes, wahoo, or like, you know, but like the whole 100 minutes of the Mario Brother movies, I don't... Want to listen to that
0: No, voice. no, you're probably right. But here's what I know I don't
1: want. <laughs> <Where's Brad? laughs> All don't of the memes <laughs> about this, I by the wanna way, wanna are wanna. so good. There are so many awesome takes on uh, TikTok and Instagram of yes. just like uh, other people doing other voices for Mario, sure. which I think got sent this morning. Maybe we'll, we'll put that in the in the thing on the interweb that we do. Yep.
2: Show notes? Yep, you
1: that's know. shownotes.com slash buttons.
2: nope please um,
1: don't and, stop. Uh, <laughs> but then also like there's all these hilarious takes of like producers casting Chris Pratt in the movie and they're like okay Chris let's hear your Mario and, he, and it's like It's me, Mario, and they're like, and then they like whisper to each other, and they're like, "Is that really what he's going to do with the voice?" They're like, "I don't know. It's just we want Chris Pratt in this movie. Let him do whatever he wants." Yeah, it sounds great, Chris. And it's like that's, (laughs) you know what, in Chris Pratt's defense, oh, um, I didn't think it was that bad, and the thing. Is when this was first announced, everyone went wild about like, what is he going to do? What voice is he going to do? You know, is he just going to sound like Chris Pratt? And I think what like bit him in the butt here was him coming out and being like, "Oh no, like I practiced really hard and Mm -hmm. I have a really good different voice that I'm going to use. Like I have something really unique." Like he came out and said this, so now we're hearing it, you Chris Pratt, and we're just like. It has that slight New York affection. Really? A little like a t- baby a, a little, tiny. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah, you think that's fine? <laughs> that's fine. I think we should
0: keep the pressure on here because as I saw, hey, we got Sonic's teeth fixed. <laughs> we could we could change this. It's not yeah. too late, everybody. Yeah. We don't want yeah. this. We
1: could kick Chris Pratt off of this thing. But, he kind of sounds like he's from Boston. I kind of like it. It's yeah. like a Boston <laughs>
4: Mario.
0: Yeah, he's like. What do you think, Bud? Because you you got an real ear for this. What, what did he do? He like kind of pitched up maybe like a half a um, half a notch less quarter notch.
2: No, half a notch. Uh, you know, I if we're th- if we're thinking of the same notches, yeah, he's got two. It's. <sighs> He's got to try acting it. He's got to get into the character of it. And right now he just literally sounds like mm-hmm. every DreamWorks movie where whatever star they bring in is just acting as themselves. Yeah. And there's no difference between the, the, the CG character that they're playing and them on a stage. Uh, I just think he has to, yeah, take a cue from everybody else he's working with or not working with because of COVID and mm-hmm. act this thing.
0: Yeah, one... Yeah, because you even you see Luigi in there and uh, who's playing Luigi, mm-hmm. the guy from All With Sunny? Uh, yeah. Charlie... Day. Charlie Day, thank you. And... <sighs> That I kind of liked. I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. You got a real actor playing Luigi. I kind of am enjoying that. You don't hear him say much. He's just kind of like, wah, 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 or whatever he's doing. But, like, it works, and it's good, and you kind of, you know, you get the faith there. But the Chris Pratt thing, oh, the other thing I keep saying, too, is that he sounds like Linda from Bob's Burgers. Yes, yes,
4: yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And
0: so, like, a million memes of either swapping Linda's face into into this trailer or putting Linda's voice on super mario back and forth it works very well um yeah oh my god i don't know like it's a and here's the thing too about this
2: trailer stunning
0: gorgeous oh my goodness beautiful
2: And, and honestly i like no surprise i was a little worried because minions but again right it's nintendo they're gonna take illumination apart brick by brick if they (laughs) f up this movie so illumination had to bring their game and i firmly believe they did it looks great yeah Yeah. oh yeah Yeah. i am i am super excited for 96 percent of this movie
0: oh yeah you you think The star and title character is only 4%.
2: (laughs) If we're lucky, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. That's probably a high percentage.
0: Well, listen, and we only saw a little baby bit of it, too, so maybe maybe it won't be so bad, but I think we should fix Sonic's
2: teeth. (laughs) (laughs) What a great way to put it. Hashtag fix Sonic's teeth. Yeah. Okay, we have our first full trailer for the White Lotus Season 2. This will be the HBO Max series October 30th. That's coming right up. And this is the one that is set in Sicily and has Aubrey Plaza, among others.
1: I don't know, why are you doing eyebrows over there? Oh, because I love uh, White Lotus so much! Uh, oh, okay.
2: Don't you? Yeah, he's eyebrowsing like, oh, I get to play the music again. I yes. just thought, like, maybe
1: I missed something in the trailer. I don't know. Oh, like just sexy. that it rules? Oh, yeah. it's
0: a very sexy. It's extremely sexy. Mm-hmm.
2: Last week, your guys' discussion about White Lotus and how the music kept coming in and out and in and out—great production, Paul. That was very fun.
0: Well, thank you. Oh God, I love this music so much, and the show too. Oh
2: my God, and this season looks incredible as well. Looks intense. Yeah, looks... just as much drama as we've come to expect. A body bag. I kind of, you know, I would have. Oh been wait, happy did we to... get
1: cabooses for that? We did like we a know. thing where we went around, yeah, I guess we have for to watch what about it again. that. You we don't don't did know. a thing yeah. where we went around and we th- and if there was going to be a death or whatever. Yeah.
2: Anyway. yeah. so that we've only seen a body bag. October. Maybe they're carrying a uh, I don't know. A the ice for the Flaming lip yeah. show. I don't know. <laughs> um I would have preferred not to have seen that in the thing. Like you saw a gun, you know, and that's great. There's big drama. Mm-hmm. Um the body bag is just so much of a
1: hey, come back. And watch I bet it's a, I bet it's a red herring.
2: Oh. That's what, that's what I'm thinking, too. Like, literally, like it, in the body bag. Oh, oh. a big red Could you imagine what a trope that would be? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but love yeah, it. looks and, great. And love
0: that it's coming so soon at the end of this month, Oh, too. there's
1: too much content. Oh, but you know what? Agreed.
0: Everything, goes Agreed. The, everything gets pushed to the side for me for The White Lotus. <laughs> Good. Good, I'm glad.
2: Next, Enola Holmes 2. This would be the Netflix sequel film with...
1: Superman and
2: Millie Bobby Brown, 11. Superman as and In Eleven Holmes, uh, Eleven, yeah, and um,
1: Superman,
2: Henry Cavill yeah. as Sherlock on November fourth, <laughs> and looks cute and fun and fourth wall breaky and. They this bit more of a team-up this time, yeah. which is kind of cool. Yeah, Brian was
0: spoke quite positively about that first one. Hey.
1: It was all right. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't remember how positively I spoke of it. No? Uh Well, th- I, I remember enjoying it, but I, yeah, I don't remember how positively it was. I
2: really wanted to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Like is like it fourth cutie. wall breaky in the first one? Yeah. Oh, cool. I like it. Yeah. That's great.
1: I think yeah. it was like a fun cutie. I think it was a bit long.
2: Mm. Next up. This is really interesting. Um. When you when Net, uh, Netflix posts these trailers to YouTube, they always title it "Wednesday Adams." That is not the name of the series. The name of the series is Wednesday, mm. but they're doing this for SEO for search engine optimization. Right. So, a new trailer for Wednesday, which gives us Christina Ricci right at the end, um, who of course played uh, Wednesday in previous films, oh, and shows so who us who is she playing this then? Oh, she's just like an administrator at the uh, at the Nevermore Academy.
0: Oh, okay.
2: It's just like a, just like a cute little uh, uh, cameo, and we see Fred Armisen for the first time as Uncle Fester. Uh, anyways, this will be a Netflix series dropping November twenty third.
0: Having Fred Armisen in this thing gives it a little bit of, like even weirdly more than Christina Ricci, it gives it a little bit of weight.
2: Sure, I agree. Don't
0: you think? Yeah, you're only yeah. as good as your Uncle Fester, and. Uh... <laughs> As far as Adam's family <laughs> things go, I think that's true. Hey, also, why did I think that when we first reported on this, I think I assumed that Christina Ricci was back playing Wednesday, that it was a, a going to be a show about the adult Wednesday Adams, and then I forgot about that when the trailer came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay, a different person, whatever. And now that Christina Ricci is actually in it again and we're talking about it, now I'm thinking, now I'm disappointed because I think I wanted that.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah. Nah, it's uh I mean Jenna Ortega is no slouch. She's no, going to be a great Wednesday.
0: It's that's very true and I suppose like is Wednesday Adams just that character that needs to be a teen or preteen girl in every iteration, we cannot we simply cannot stray from
2: <laughs> um for a demographic probably, <laughs> you know. But again, like everybody what loves is a, the
0: friggin' demographic for the Adams family?
2: Uh yeah, fair enough.
4: Yeah.
2: All right, the final Third and final season of Star Trek Picard got a teaser trailer at New York Comic-Con. This will be a Paramount Plus series uh, dropping February 16th, 2023. All of our old favorites are back, um, but a new enemy and an old hologram. Uh, the hologram for Professor Moriarty that um, <laughs> Jordi LaForge made from the holodeck shows up at the end of this trailer for some reason, um, which is quite interesting. And yeah, whatever motivation the antagonist has is very star trek it's very like i hate picard so much Mm -hmm. we're going to burn the ground beneath his feet kind of hate and where do these hates come from you know and there's none gonna be some part of the series where picard made a decision million years ago affected this person and they never knew until this person starts coming back and firing at their ship but uh Another action packed season of Star Trek Colin Picard. Oh, yeah. The very fact that you say that that's very Star
0: Trek it gives me a little bit of a bum out because that's very Wrath of Khan. And. Yes. That's what lazy producers have decided is Star Trek for all time now.
4: <laughs> Wrath
0: of Khan is the best one. So it must be that every single movie or show has got to have some spacefaring. Villain, hellbent on revenge, and hatred for our beloved captain. That's, that's what we need in every single one of these goddamn things. And so that's that plagued the J.J. Abrams movies. Okay. Every single one of them has to have a con. Yeah. Including the one where it was literally- I was con. gonna say
2: one has a con. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's legitimately con. Uh you know, and and so same with this thing too, right? It's just like it just it just smacked of more the same kind of schlock that I am disappointed with with this series. But I will say from the looks of this trailer, it'll be neat to see all our old Next Generation favorites finally. And they play nice with the people from Picard, who we now love, I suppose, <laughs> after two seasons. And But it also looks like just the same action schlock. But finally in space. Finally we get some friggin' space battles in your space show. Your action space show and some and some Enterprises. It looks very uh, spacey, yes. Right, yeah. And so they're actually on some spaceships that look sort of like the Enterprise, which they really yeah. didn't do for the first two seasons. So, once again, I'm ready to have my heart broken by Picard.
2: <laughs> Related, we have some new cast members announced for Star Trek Discovery Season 5, which I still can't believe is Season yeah, holy 5. Shit. Um, we have a Canadian actor named Elias... To Fexis, who was in Smallville and Supernatural and Criminal Minds, and another a number of other things. I think he's just like, like I won't say a bit, but he hasn't had like a big feature thing. Uh, we have a Canadian Israeli actress named Eve Harlow. Um, she's you know she was at Tess in Agents of Shield and again did a few other things. Um, and then we have Callum Keith Rennie, a British-born, Canadian, so these are all Canadian actors, um, who I remember, Callum Keith Rennie, from Do South. Does anybody remember Do yes. South, the show yeah. about the Mountie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Fraser's, uh, the Mountie, his partner's name was Ray Vecchio, and I think in season two... Right that actor just disappears and Callum Keith Rennie shows up and is pretending he's Ray Vecchio. And, Mm. um, uh, Frazier spends the first half of the season trying to, in his very Frazier analytical way, disprove that he is not, uh, Ray Vecchio. Really? Um, but yeah. the, the oh, Mountie, it's, it's just great. just
1: for clarification, if never one's seen uh, Dooth South, the Mountie is not Fraser Kelsey Grammer. The oh, Mountie's name is Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, sorry, his name is Paul Gross in real life, and yeah, he he, yeah. he uh, the ca- character he played was Fraser. Yeah, at one point they're in the car, and he hands he hand uh, Fraser hands um, this fake Ray Vecchio a sandwich, and he bites down on it, and inside the two pieces of bread were actually like. Um, like crime scene mold and he's just taken an impression of his teeth. <laughs> like this is the kind of proof he's going for. Otherwise. Besides the fact that it's a completely different person, Frazier just needs to prove it to himself. That's Do South so was funny. a great and it funny series. Good, yeah. yeah, and the dog's name was Diefenbaker. Diefenbaker! Right, right. Dief. Mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, they're all coming to the next season of Star Trek Discovery season five. Oh great.
0: Um great.
2: <clears throat> Final trailer. Violent night. Um, This came up as a sponsored ad for me on Twitter, and when I went to get the YouTube video for it, seven other, like, Universal Pictures Belgium, or (laughs) Universal Pictures, you know, like, uh, Portugal, all these different trailers came up. I never got one from, like, Universal Pictures North America, and so they all came up with these hilarious uh, subtitles. But anyways, David Harbour, our friend from Stranger Things and Black Widow, is Santa Claus, and doing his rounds, when a evil consort of bad guys come in with their guns and try to rob this family and santa claus basically beats them up and honestly it doesn't look super super bad
1: um what is with like holiday adjacent movies mm-hmm. because there are so many horror uh like halloween christmas movies out there yeah like yeah. what what other holiday Movie crossovers are
4: there. I just
0: think that Christmas is such a juggernaut that yeah, every any movie you want to make that is Christmas, I used to say adjacent or connected, make it. Just make it.
2: But I like, think what they yeah. they want you to come back to it year after year. I think that's why uh, for Halloween mm-hmm, and Christmas mm-hmm. they're looking for recurring because there's only one Halloween deal.
1: Christmas movie Or Christmas. Huh? There's only one the Christmas before, Halloween. Yes,
2: Nightmare the Nightmare before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah, like, which you watch every
0: year.
1: Halloween and
0: Christmas. That's a staple. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. And it's true. And it's like, it's the Mariah Carey effect. Mariah Carey's (laughs) a trillionaire now because we just play that
2: song every year And songs. So there we go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Movies about Halloween and Christmas. Songs about Halloween and Christmas. Absolutely. Two years ago, Mm -hmm. we had that Mel Gibson coming back to film in the uh, film Fat Man, which was some, like, again, aggressive Santa, except I think he's just beating up a kid. Um And now we have uh, this one with David Harbour as Santa Claus beating up bad guys.
0: Oh, they're cranking them out. they yeah. just birthing them.
1: And John Licuizamo, the best Luigi from the best Mario movie. Oh, yeah. boy. I hope that's <laughs> not the case. Uh,
0: yeah, so, yeah, it, it looks it looks very fun. looks super duper fun. And um, fuck me up with pickles. Fuck me up with movies about Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? And David Tennant uh, looks, no, wait, David Tennant Harbour. Harbour. Looks hilarious as this Santa Claus. Looks like he really gets it and is, like, pouring himself in. It. I am into it, because I think also um, one of our uh, uh, dear good friends and listeners sent this to us as well. Is that right? I think it might have been you uh, Ewan. Oh, yes. This, yeah. 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 And I was like, wow, thank you so much.
1: Looks great. I'm like a big horror movie fan, right? Like, I love horror movies. But I don't know. I just, I can't get on board with the horror Christmas movies. I like my Christmas, and I like my Halloween separate. They're sacred things. Uh, It was okay when Christmas came to Halloween. That was fine. But I don't like (laughs) Halloween going to Christmas.
0: Well, this isn't Halloween. This isn't like uh, like Grampus. I guess it's
1: it's not. It's 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 action, though. I don't like my horror at Christmas. I think Gremlins ruined it for me.
0: Yeah, interesting. (laughs) You know what's funny is do you remember how Ernest saves Christmas?
4: <laughs> yes. And oh, geez, we're back do on I this remember? Again. <laughs> right.
0: And there's that scene in that movie where they're like they're making a movie and it's called uh, like sleigh, sleigh bells, or something like that. But like sleigh, but is spelled S L A Y. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and the real Santa Claus is like this. Isn't what Christmas is about. Yeah. And now that's it's true. It's like it's every other Christmas movie is a movie about Santa Claus like pulling out a knife and like <laughs> stabbing thirty guys. Yes, yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So how funny? Kind of Ernest was very prescient, very ahead of his
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> Which we all say about the Ernest movies. <laughs> oh my God. Coming soon. No way, geek news proper Jeez. Ah, Angela Lansbury has died at the age of 96 Whoa. That's a good life to have led uh,
1: Apparently it was like five days before her 97th birthday too. Oh, oh man,
2: oh, almost made the her. record Round her up mm-hmm. Most people would know her from Murder, She Wrote Or of course as Mrs. Pot in Beauty and the Beast
1: or as I talked about, I feel like I willed this into existence oh, because no. at our ah. live pod, that, you killed her. <laughs> at <laughs> our live pod that was apparently famously awful. Was not <laughs> it bad?
4: Do Did you agree with that?
1: I didn't listen to it. Oh, I don't it's know. trash. It's <laughs> junk. It's I didn't junk. To it. Live pods all
0: are bad and shouldn't do. I
1: think. I think the production. I think it sounded good. Okay, at least like all like, credit to Brian. Yeah, because of Brian. Like it sounded good. Like yeah. because yeah, when I see a. Live podcast come up in my feed. I'm like, oh, it's gonna sound shit. And ours yeah. sounded really good. That's true. It, it sounded. You could hear the empty room. It was perfect. <laughs> That's just what um, you like. But I, anyway, I think I willed this into existence because at that podcast, um, I was talking about bed knobs and broomsticks. And When do I ever right. talk about bed knobs and broomsticks? So rarely. Right. Never. Twice now, though, in two and a half weeks. Anyway, that is the movie that I know and love Angela Lansbury from. And oh of man, course. she oh she's just so magical she was so magical and i love her and her voice and she just she showed up at the end of mary poppins the new mary poppins movie she does yeah because um the actual mary poppins um julie andrews julie andrews didn't want to because she was like i'm gonna upstage um the 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 other mary poppins yeah she was like i don't want to make an appearance which she would have so instead they put angela lansbury in. she's the old lady sitting on the bench at the end
0: Oh, and that was, oh, and it was like neat. a little
1: homage, kind of, to Julie Andrews, but it was Angela Lansbury because
0: and, Mary Poppins and Bridesmaids and Broomsticks are. Uh, well,
1: yeah, just because they're like a similar, they're what are the, what's that called when you're uh, thematically? Uh, no, anyway. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to think of the word. Anyway, <laughs> Angela Lansbury, awesome and weirdly, as yeah, you know, like you said, Bud, very hugely known for Murder She Wrote, which I think mm-hmm. m- maybe my grandma watched all the time, but I've never watched. And um, yeah, yeah,
2: it was just a show that existed that I in, in my you know world.
0: <sighs> no, for sure. Um, uh, okay, do you, now I'm I'm, I'm fact checking this, but I think it's correct. Uh, back in 2014, Angela Lansbury was uh, giving a little bit of an interview, and uh, she mentioned how um, previously she was living in Los Angeles back in the 1960s yes, with her family. Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. This is true.
0: Okay, and um, her her teenage daughter was going through a bit of a time. Okay, and uh, her brother was uh, falling into addiction. He was, uh, you know, doing pot, and then it moved actually to heroin. So it was kind of rough, and. And so there was this guy who was hanging around and was kind of, like, I guess, feeding into the addiction and, like, very charismatic and and uh, and a, a pretty bad influence on the family, she found, anyways, because she was kind of introducing him to kind of a – or he was introducing them to a kind of a weirder element that Angela wasn't so proud of or so, so happy for her kids to be involved with. so And she, like, knew that this guy was, you know, so, like, kind of magnetic that, you know, could really, you know, lead to some trouble. So she uprooted her whole family, moved Whoa. them – to I think it was Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh the guy that her kids was hanging around with was Charles Manson.
2: What?
1: Yeah. It is a true story.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I had no idea. That's
1: whoa.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Whoa.
0: Yeah. How many <laughs> mothers would outbrip their whole family because some dude, some bad influence, some long-haired dude is hanging around her kids? And turns out to be one of the most evil monsters in American culture. Well,
2: somebody's got the spidey sense. That's incredible. Bless you, Angela Lansbury. Holy smokes. Yeah. What a story. That's wild. All right. All right. Well then, um, Glass Onion will come to theaters for a week, uh, November 23rd to 29th, before it premieres on Netflix, um, after just being for a month, Mm. on December
0: 23rd. Absolutely. Ten tickets, please. That's where I want to see that. That's where I want... Part I love so much of the original Knives Out viewing experience is that it happened in a theater. I think it was the first movie I'd been to in a long time. or It was pre-pandemic, I think, right?
2: Yeah. It must have been. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say there, bud? Well, I was going to say it, the the deal right now is exclusively at um AMC Regal and Cinemark theaters in the US. So we don't have confirmed have uh, a Canadian tie-in, but I'm hoping obviously we will because you're right, seeing this in the theaters is the way to go.
0: It's so true. Yeah. Look at time after time, everyone I talk to, it's always the same. Sure. Of <laughs> course. Put it out on at home. People like watching things at home. I get it. Give me the theater option, please, for for decent movies, and especially movies like this where there's so much going on. I am going to be dicking around on my phone. I am <laughs> just going to be dicking at home, okay? And so, I like, seriously, I sat down the other day to watch, like, The uh, Lord of the Rings show. Like, finally had, uh, you know, a bit of time to myself. I had to throw my phone across the room. You know, put the cat on my lap so I wouldn't be tempted to get up and go, yeah, right, go get up and get the iPad out as well, because I was just, like, tempted by that. Because I just wanted to watch one screen, and I can't do it at home. It's so difficult. It's tough. Not a movie theater. Not a movie theater. You are trapped. It's dark. Touch a leg. Watch a movie. That's it. Absorb. Which we did
2: in... 2019. It was late 2019 that Knives Out came out. Yes, I touched a lot. Just before this whole thing. Oh, for sure I did. And
0: I loved it. I loved going to that movie. I remember I had a bunch of friends there. With- were you there for that? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, possibly so. i friend. <laughs> right? We, like, took a bit of a chance. We didn't know what this movie, maybe it was going to be good. Turns out it was radical. That's what I would like.
1: I do miss going to movies and last week you guys were talking about the Bros movie and how no one wants to go to movies anymore. Not for comedy. And I was like, mm. I, I mean, like, with me, like, I just, it's a whole thing now to mm-hmm. go to a movie. Cause I wanna go with Johnny most of the time. Cause of
0: a precious baby. Because of
1: a precious baby, uh-huh. I can't just leave him at home. Yes. Um. So well. it's like a whole thing to go to a movie. Yes. And I would like to go to a movie and touch a leg, and not dick around on my phone, and get fucked up with pickles.
2: Okay, <laughs> we need to... All the same
1: night. You gotta plan that. When, you, when you're when you a plan, parent, yeah, yeah. you gotta do everything on the same night. She's right. <laughs> it's like one night to go crazy, and then back to your normal life. <gasps>
0: That's true. Anyway, it's true. I'd like to
1: go see. Let's go see this movie when it comes out. Okay. Also, let's go see Black Panther. Let's just yeah. make all our plans here in the middle of the podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. No one's been able to buy those Black Panther. I tickets can. Yet. I don't
1: know what. I've messaged everybody about it. Nobody messaged me back. I buy said, us. Should some I buy these then? tickets? Buy, yeah. Ten tickets. Okay. All right. Buy ten right, tickets right. to that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Margot Robbie has responded to Lady Gaga being cast as Harley Quinn in Joker and it's wholesome as heck. She, She says it makes me so happy. I said from the very beginning all I want for Harley Quinn is to be one of those characters the way like Macbeth or Batman always gets passed from great actor to great actor. It's such an honor to have built a foundation strong enough that Harley can now be one of those characters that other actors get to have a go at playing. And as for Lady Gaga she says I think she'll do something incredible with it. So wholesome." Wholesome. So TV. sweet. I love it. Thank you, Margot Robbie.
0: Oh, that is absolutely the correct thing to say. I can't, like, yeah. And it makes perfect sense. Margot Robbie is wonderful, it seems. A very yep. talented actress. Uh, confident in her own skills. Uh, will be remembered for this role in the way we still remember Adam West for Batman. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the Very over the top. Well, no, I mean like just kind of the first to do it. You set yeah. the bar real oh, high. Well, yes, that's right. Yes, right. Like set, it, and um, and Margot Robbie is beloved in that role for sure. And yeah. and that's right. And it's, and she's confident in her skills. She doesn't need to like hold on to it forever. Or, yeah. So that's that's great. That's such a nice thing to say. I love that kind of like supporting others. That's a really good example to set for anything. Yeah, totally.
1: I've and I feel like in contrast to this, and it's, we still have fucking Harrison Ford. That's like no one will ever be Indiana Jones. Oh, but he's it wrong dies. about that. But he dies right. with me. Yeah, but he, and it's like that's true
0: though.
1: I, I, but I mean like. I like this. I like that she's like, sure, why not? Like, Mm -hmm. it's an iconic character. Anybody can.
0: Yeah, that's interesting how some characters are like that and some characters are. Sorry. Yeah, Harrison Uh, Ford uh, is that, though. Han Solo, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the president that says, get off my plane. That's him. Those, (laughs) you cannot do that again. Uh. He's singular. Wow.
2: Adam Driver transforms into 59-year-old Enzo Ferrari in in a first-look photo of the Michael Mann movie Ferrari. Quoth Paul Plastino. I see my petition to stop casting Adam Driver as real-life Italian icons is going about as well as the one to have Kylo Ren ditch the cape and go back to the shawl. At least I kept him out of voicing Super Mario.
0: Oh, that's a good. I, I was clever
2: that day. That's a. You good, were clever that day. That's good a good quote, Paul.
1: Do you think Adam Driver had to like write up like a resume to apply for this, and he like slid his paper across the table, and they're like, "What makes you qualified for this?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah," and they're like, "What? Yeah, look at the name." <laughs> Look at the name. And they're like, driver? He's like,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. We're uh, both clever today. That's my oh, headcanon yeah, of how funny. he got
0: this. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, that's very funny. I was chapped, though. I was so stoked on that shawl in Force Awakens, and then they put him in, like, a cape. And I guess that's fine, but it wasn't a good cape. And it's yes. hilarious. I oh just, it just bums that's me sad. out so much. The shawl was so good.
1: They can buy that shawl in Disneyland. Can you? Basically, they knew it was good.
0: Yeah. you can probably buy the cape too, though, right? Oh, probably. You can buy everything at Disneyland. Yeah,
1: well,
0: you can drop a grand like that.
1: Not some things that I wanted. Anyway, we'll talk about that later.
2: Speaking of the White Lotus, ten items ago, Sydney Sweeney will star and executive produce a new Barbarella movie. Who? Oh, oh, Paul, no, Sydney tickets, Sweeney, please. Right?
1: Huh? Who's Sydney Sweeney? Oh. Sydney
2: Sweeney was both in Euphoria nope. and in the first season of The White Lotus. Who?
0: Oh, you don't know Sydney Sweeney? She
2: is the new bombshell. But who is the like, White Lotus? Yeah. She was the daughter. She was like. Oh, okay. The daughter who brought the best friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then they had their little clashes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's very it right now. She's so it.
1: No, I don't like that, Paul. How old well, is this woman? She's in her. It just, she's. Age. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. What? Take it back. Wow. She's, you she's, said last week, famously, you are an old man now. Huh. You shouldn't be eating McDonald's or making that noise about Sydney Sweeney. Uh,
0: I get, no. I should stop eating <laughs> McDonald's and make more noise about Sydney Sweeney. Sydney Sweeney's wonderful, and let's let's look up the age here real quick. Do you because- know what you
2: sound like? You sound like the the old Italian family or the the Italian family that went to the White Lotus. It's something like, I get older, but the women I desire stay young, kind of thing. Oh, uh, yeah. She's
0: 25. She's 25. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and I will
0: say, I'm very age appropriate at my own life. Now, um, but yeah, I know she, I looked her up when she was on the first season of. Um, oh Jesus euphoria there's so much nudity in that did. first season and they're supposed to be in high school and I was like I don't think I should be watching
2: this <laughs> I, was like, I'm, I'm I remember this you off. saying that you got a little bit uncomfortable with the whole idea of it yeah a lot
0: of nudity a lot of sexuality so I did a quick goog about their ages back then and they're yeah. all,
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure the producers also also did a goog <laughs> and were like okay we can show you naked don't worry about that
0: yeah that's I guess that's true right I shouldn't Ever have to? Well, it's good that I still feel that. Yeah, but I suppose, yeah good
1: instincts. Paul. Yeah, I suppose
0: it's, I can reassure myself that. Well, HBO hasn't been shut down yeah.
1: for <laughs> terrible
0: crime, so I guess I can continue watching yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, Whew. Sydney Sweeney's wonderful. Yes, I am in love with her because she's a babe, but also she's extremely talented, and uh, Barbarella is just a fun property right? Like Goodness, that's, yes. Yeah, Well, uh, who was it originally there, bud? That Jane, was Fonda, Jane Fonda, 1968. Okay, I don't know, Perv Meister Bud's got a little fondness for Barbara <laughs> It's All on the
2: caption on the article! It's right in front yeah, of me, Jeez, right.
0: geez, you Yeah, but if it wasn't, you just know, right? <laughs> oh my god,
2: I never watched it! Was you it a movie? It? Was
0: it a show? Yeah. I don't know what it was. It was a movie, and it was one okay. of those like, you know, kind of 70s era, like, mm-hmm. sexy it was like, I think probably post-Star Wars so it was like, cashing in on the you know, the space uh, Six- excitement.
1: 68. 68?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, shoot. So I'm on way off. It was way pre-Star Wars, but it was like a yeah a sci-fi thing, um, yeah. capitalizing on that. And it was- um, I just know it's a classic. It is a classic. Yeah. It's like pin-up in space, yes. essentially. And uh, Jane Fonda- Yeah, like the first scene is her getting out of her spacesuit right like she comes in and i think it's anti-gravity as well and like she's like spinning oh, okay. around yeah, okay. and she's taking her spacesuit off i think she gets fully buckers too like it's great oh wow great, great great and then she goes on a silly campy adventure like it's just fun and silly and sexy and uh like me and so i uh, kindred <laughs> and so <laughs> this will be a fun rebate remake i think it's been enough time and i think sydney sydney sweeney is Mwah! perfect for this role
2: So the news came out, but there was a whole live pod and then lots of things on the cue sheet. And we kind of skipped over that there's going to be a movie for community coming to Peacock. Thank you for hitting this. But Dan Harmon created the the series is not sure if Chevy Chase will be coming back. Uh, Literal quote, I don't even know if it's legal for him to come back. Um, Those two had some clashes and there were apparently some racist things instead yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah so it's it's not
1: likely it seems
2: it would be surprising if Chevy Chase did come back. Yeah. It's
1: too bad because like his character was a good character in community, Very but like I, they don't yeah. need to bring him back. Like, yeah, I, I <sighs> however many years ago when all this went down, like that is what I heard too. It was like a racism and abusing people on set <sighs> and just, uh, just generally not being a good human. And yeah. sorry, it doesn't matter how cool or good your character is. You, you, we, you're just written off the show. And that's what they did. Yeah. They just, they just wrote him off the show mm-hmm. and Nothing. Nobody. I don't even think ever mentioned him again. Right. So,
0: yeah. did you watch this? Were you a fan?
1: Yeah, I really liked Community. Me too. Um, I feel like it's been a really long time though, so now it's just like gone mm-hmm. into like the the background of all the other uh, sitcoms that I've ever seen. Yeah. But uh, at the time, yeah, I remember really, really liking. What I would be curious about more than Chevy Chase, because whatever, fuck, che- Chevy Chase. Yeah. Is is Donald Glover coming back? because yeah, he was no not kidding. mentioned in the like they're like all the cast and the, you know they they list everybody off but Donald Glover is not mentioned and so uh, similarly he he left the show because of i think some creative differences oh. and also around how his character was portrayed and then you know of course to become ultra famous and uh be yeah, kind of a yeah. so i wonder i wonder if if he's going to come back because that dynamic of um Troy and Abed yeah. like that I would miss if it was not in the movie.
0: Did you watch the like later seasons when these characters started dropping off as well? Like when it went to Hulu and that.
1: No, I haven't watched the Hulu season. I know that me was neither. the sixth se- season. I think I've watched the f- five because that's always their petition: six seasons in a movie, six seasons in a movie. Right. Um. So I think I've watched five seasons. Yeah. I did not watch the sixth on Hulu.
0: I just I think that that's it's such a bummer when the cast kind of falls off like that because mm-hmm. it's true those first few seasons with, yeah, Chevy Chase's character was hilarious. Like, biggest laughs on the show kind of came from him. Yeah. Such a fucking bummer that he's an asshole. Um, Such a bummer that, yeah, Donald Glover, if there were differences that kind of led to some bad blood that wouldn't kind of allow it for him to be easy to come back, that would really be a bummer because he also, yeah, huge part of the show adds so much cool factor to it now obviously but also he's it's not just Childish Gambino stuff like that guy's busy right like he is producing i think it's what's the drama that he produces possibly for HBO that's like uh, like i think Atlanta uh, yeah that's right Atlanta that's what i thought too um, well right so like he's swamped with that it would be amazing to see him go back to his comedy roots because the guy's got incredible chops mm-hmm. right i mean he comes from the Tina Fey school you know, they worked together. He was a writer on Thirty Rock.
1: Oh, what?
0: Oh, yeah. Isn't he
1: like super young?
0: He was a child. Oh
1: no, he's wow. two years older than me.
0: When he start, when he was doing that, yeah, I mean, like relatively, you yeah. know, when he was writing on that show. But um, yeah, he's he's so funny and so talented in every way that it would be an absolute bummer to not have
1: that dynamic. Though, them. like Troy, you need that, yeah, like that.
0: It's so duo. Stable. Like
1: he, he, Danny Pudi is is great, but he was nothing without. You know that combo. Anyway, spoil, I'm excited yeah. f- for the movie. Like, it was such a great show. Yeah. Um, if you've never seen Community, definitely go back and watch it. It is very, very fun. Like mm-hmm. their um, Halloween episodes are awesome. Yeah. Um, they do some really fun specialty episodes. There's a little bit of f- fourth wall breaking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, it's it's a it's a it's an amazing show. Dan Harmon mm. just m- makes good things yeah. i think
4: yeah yeah
0: it's so good the paintball episodes are ah! incredible those are the big ones but like, like
1: the fort the, like, <laughs> yeah the building the forts and stuff
0: all the like references to nerd movies and everything mm. are so good um but like every episode it's just fun and there's good laughs in it it doesn't have to be the big marquee episodes but um do you remember the beetlejuice thing yes that happened yes i think it was over like multiple it was like over the course it was of a, a couple season. seasons
1: i think yeah, maybe but one, but yeah.
0: The, the, on the third time, the show references Beetlejuice. Wow, well, no, it is. I think it's the Halloween episode, or maybe not even. But a person in a Beetlejuice costume walks by, and it's
1: very subtle. Um, it's Amazing. very subtle. Yeah, and it's and that's it's
0: so good. And it was actually the third time they mentioned Beetlejuice. It's that's just little so things like that. Good. And That's
1: what I love Dan Harmon for because yeah. he'll put little things in that. Dan Harmon is like the Kevin Feige. Of comedy shows, yeah, like just like he's got in his brain all of the things going on, and makes like tiny little subtle things like that that takes so much work to work into a show that nobody's (laughs) gonna freaking notice. Um, Yeah, yeah, he's really good. So, yay, good, good movie. Boo Chevy Chase. Yeah,
2: that's it for gig news proper. But one note for from the rumors and hearsay column: McKenna Grace, who played Phoebe in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, comicbook.com says that she's excited to be returning for the sequel. This is not confirmation as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to read you the quote. Quote, I'm constantly pressuring Jason Reitman, our director. I'm always trying to figure out what the story is. I literally have no ounce of a clue what the story is. If I knew about a Marvel film or if I knew about Ghostbusters, I'd be sitting here and be like, I'd have no clue. It's driving me nuts. I'm just excited to do a second one. I'm just excited to be Phoebe. End quote. Which is not Confirmation. But it also could be a young lady who's hasn't quite been versed in what to say, what not to say, uh, and so maybe she has been. Conf- we, we don't we don't know. I'm not I'm not saying that this is a thing yet. But anyways, she's excited for it.
0: Well, great. She was the best part of that sequel. So.
2: Agreed, agreed. All right, we're on to reviews and recommendations, starting with Brian's 91-second movie review of Werewolf by Night.
0: Oh, yeah, good, right, because this, uh, did y'all, mm-hmm. y'all watched? I'm so glad we could all chime in on this, because we I all, watched. we watched, right? Yeah, I watched. I was, uh, it was inter- It was neat, it was good to uh, watch, um, as far as things go, to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm watching good too. And
1: now, a
2: zone at 91.3, 91 second movie review. Five, four, three, two,
3: and... Action! I consider my first official spooky season theme review to be a bit of a cop-out, because one, Werewolf by Night isn't really a full-length movie, it's actually a 54-minute Marvel special, and two, as an uber fan of all things Marvel, it's kind of like high school English class when I tried to do a book report on a comic. <laughs> Nevertheless, the special kicked uh, uh, off my scary cinema series in a uh, mostly satisfying way. Yeah. Where I applaud Werewolf by Night is in its ability to catapult the creativity of Marvel Studios to new heights. For a franchise that's seemingly becoming a larger sandbox with much tighter parameters in which to play, the special's director and musical composer Michael Giacchino managed to make a standout entry that very much has a unique style and flair. Werewolf by Night cleverly pays homage to classic horror films while creating an unexplored corner to Marvel's interconnected cinematic universe. While there's no doubt that this is a bold new direction for Marvel and these one-off specials opens up several possibilities for the franchise moving forward, there's a part of me that wishes Werewolf by Night committed a little more to the thematic horror elements that initially piqued my curiosity. The classic movie style and musical score never faded from excellence, but there seemed to be a clear line where the story style crossed over from monster to Marvel. And despite my uber fandom, this is where the continued interconnected world building of the MCU can hinder such creative projects. But overall, Werewolf by Night is enough for those who consider themselves casual Marvel fans, and maybe even enough for those who just want a little spooky over a lot of spooky. But if you're here for true horror, you might be setting yourself up for a frighteningly mediocre
2: experience. Bah, That's wrap! <laughs> <laughs> you can get all of Brian's 91 second movie reviews at thezone.fm slash movie. Well done, Brian. Well done, Marvel.
1: Yeah, did y'all like it? I agree with Brian. I went in and I was like, spooky time with Marvel. Let's go. And then yeah. I was like, oh, this was just, I don't know, maybe adjacently spooky.
2: Oh, it wasn't. Yeah, not, not, yeah. not spooky, more just like, thematic yeah. you know yeah. and it's it was it's very much yeah. like first episodes of wandavision you know very much just yeah. like i love when they embrace the era and they did that very well
1: yeah i thought it was fine
2: yeah i thought it was fine
1: yeah i liked uh the 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 uh lead guy from roma he was from roma, roma. also he just only appears in movies that are in black and white <laughs> <laughs> i think it must be in his contract
2: evidently amazing yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so Brian is obviously not here, but, uh, did send through some just like MCU tie-in notes for this. Oh, let's hear Four um, and a half and, pages
2: color-coded. And yeah, this,
1: yeah. this is, uh, interesting that I didn't pick up on. Um, he said that it's, despite that it's in black and white, it actually takes place in the present day MCU. So I don't know what,
0: Interesting. Like, that makes sense. That's yeah. kind of the style of everything.
1: I don't know. It still felt old timey to me and not just because of the black and white. I don't know. It still felt. Old timey, but yeah, it does take place in the present day ICU and ICU <laughs> MCU. Been in the hospital too much lately. Kevin Feige <laughs> um, apparently said in an interview that this new world that they're building from Werewolf by Night is going to play an important role in the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
4: Oh. So...
0: Um, He has to say that, though. Well, Brian (laughs) said... So, here's
1: something interesting, and I like the styling of this, and they kind of did it in Doctor Strange a little bit, but, like, with the Bloodstone, with everything being in black and white, but the Bloodstone is... Red, and then red, it kind of had those, yeah. like, juices going off, or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, Lens
2: flares? <laughs> the,
1: the, no, like juices. Yeah, it says oh, juices. Oh, yeah, Ether, okay, yeah. mist, yeah. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. juices. Magic juice. Um, so, Brian said that the bloodstone is an MCU relic, and relics have played, of course, an important role in the past, so, like, the infinity stones. So, mm-hmm. other relics, other than the bloodstone, um, where we're seeing the red stuff, is... uh The chaos magic, the dark hold, the ebony blade, things like that. So Brian kind of thinks that maybe these relics Mm -hmm. are, those are going to be really important.
0: They're going to be your new MacGuffins, your new infinity stones.
1: Yeah, Yeah. which makes sense. Of course. Like, I mean, if that thing can turn you into a monster like it did, right? Like he turns the werewolf like it doesn't have to be a full moon. I mean, that seems pretty important and pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, and then this was really interesting too. Apparently, Man Thing, which I love that his name is Man Thing, because it wasn't it just like Cthulhu, basically. Yeah, that was Cthulhu. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's for sure. also like when Brian said Man Thing, I was like, oh, lazy, because you got Swamp Thing, you got the <laughs> yeah. thing, you got Man Thing, you know, like it's like they <laughs> run out of names. But anyway, Man Thing is apparently the guardian. Oh, I guess this is kind of like what Cthulhu does. The guardian of the nexus of all of reality. So he's like, um, mm-hmm. you know, the nexus in, um, in what was the one with Loki? Loki? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so yeah. if he's not guarding the nexus, the sacred timeline, if somebody's kidnapped him, so he's not guarding the sacred timeline, then somebody could get in there and, like, destroy it, and then maybe that's where the events of uh, No Way Home or Doctor Strange and the Mom.
2: Right. Okay, (laughs) okay.
1: Yeah, so those were Brian's kind of nerdy insights into it, which I'm glad he sent because I, you know, very surface level was like, it was fine. Yeah, it, was
0: a it, great- it felt like to me like it it took place in a very separate and distant corner of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which is I was fine with. It was like stylistically, it felt Marvel, and then but yeah. it also was very unique and cool and and. Um, and, and felt like an old-timey horror, I guess. And it was a fun way to spend 40, 55 minutes or whatever it was. I Like, I didn't mind it. It was fine. I liked some of the elements. I liked when that man thing would touch you and then it would explode you from the inside out. <laughs> oh, that was kind of cool. What the
1: fuck are you talking about?
0: What are you talking about? What are you
1: talking about? That's what, what I did. What are you did. talking about? It, it, did touched, it, two times.
0: You? No, it touched you? No, it touched the people
1: in the movie. Oh, okay. What are we talking just about? Just right. Do
0: you remember that? Wow! Yeah, yeah. Grab the guy by the head and just saw be exploding from <laughs> the inside cool. out. It yeah, was yeah, awesome.
1: Yeah. What do you guys think of the werewolf? Like, what the werewolf looked like? Pretty good. I
0: liked
2: it, yeah, kind of classic okay. horror movie, but like modernized. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, mm.
1: it was. Yeah, I guess very stylistically of the time. Johnny was very disappointed. We liked the big reveal scene, and we liked that you didn't get to see the werewolf right away. Yeah, because what your werewolf looks like, it's kind of like what what is your vampire gonna look like? What version are you doing here? Yeah, is it gonna right. look more What's like a era? man? Is it going to look more like a beast? Is it gonna look nothing like like? in between. Yeah. Um, and so Johnny was a little bit disappointed that he was more manny looking. Okay. Um, but it, More of a man thing? Yeah, more of a man wolf uh, <laughs> than a werewolf, I guess. But he, yeah, it, it, it was very true to the era because in that time of filmmaking, like the special effects weren't what they are now. And so it literally would be a man yeah. in a fursuit. Yeah. Um so,
0: Do you well, have a favorite, does, or does Johnny mention it, a favorite uh, wolfman or werewolf?
1: I think he likes the werewolves from the Underworld. Like, those are pretty spooky werewolves. Okay. The
2: lichens. Lo- the yeah. lichens, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Agreed. But I-, I couldn't think of another one. Like, those ones are pretty good. Like, I like them to have, like, really big, spooky, drippy teeth. <laughs> like the lichens, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. Like, I like them to be, yeah, scary like that and big and not just, like, a man-sized, yeah. The man.
2: Lycans were a great raw, gritty take yeah. on the werewolf. To that point, mm-hmm. thank you, Underworld movies. Yeah. Okay, interesting. I haven't seen those, but okay, kind of neat. Kate Beckinsale kicks butt. Kirsten, please tell us about Hocus
1: Pocus two. Oh yeah. Hocus Pocus too. Um, so that was another spooky movie I watched, and they did, thankfully, talk about virgins. Again, they brought it up. They didn't just gloss over. Oh, really? Yeah, but they did it really fu- in a funny way. I, um, like, this guy is telling the story about the original Hocus Pocus, and then he says, like, a virgin has to light a candle, and he's telling this story to, like, a bunch of kids, and, of course, the kid goes, what's a virgin? Nice. And uh, it, they're, they're, he's like, it's somebody that, and then there's, like, a mom, like, giving him a face in the back And he was like, that's never lit a candle before. And, 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 and it was just really well oh, interesting
0: does that mean that the whole candle lighting <laughs> thing is like a big metaphor for sex uh, maybe Okay. Um,
1: but it was just funny because yeah in that original one if you go back and watch it holy crap do they ever just like talk yeah. about virgins all the time and you're like watching as a child like what the, the, what is this um, but yeah nostalgia wise I thought it was really good like does this movie need to exist absolutely not would I watch it for free on Disney absolutely I did mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it I was like Cool. This is, this is a fine movie, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like one of those sequels that they've put out that I'll watch and I'll be like, oh, that was terrible. They just put it out to make the money, and it's ruined my childhood or whatever. I thought it was, sure. it was good. It had its, um, you know, callback jokes, but it also had some more modern versions of the jokes. Um, Bette Midler was great. Sarah Jessica Parker was great. The kid the, at the beginning of the movie, they have kid versions of the three sanderson sisters. Oh
2: really? Cute. Were
1: extremely well cast. I was very impressed wow. because they all did impressions of like adult sarah jessica Burke or whatever. It yeah. was it was really good. Um anyway, I I'm, I'm not like this is the best movie I've ever seen or anything, but as a free movie on Disney as a sequel, you know, I I like that there's a place for these movies to come out now because you know, in the 90s, these would be like, if they would ever make something like this, it would be direct-to-video and it would not have a budget and it would be crappy and just Sarah Jessica Parker wouldn't be in it. They'd like swap somebody else in. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just nice that they streaming is a thing. There is a place to release these now so they can put mm-hmm. a little bit more of a budget in. So it's like one step up from your direct-to-video release from the 90s. So yeah.
2: I would like to take a moment to talk about Hulu Hellraiser, please. Uh, oh, it's was... out. You watched yeah,
1: it. Yeah, I am I was very shocked last week to find out that your dark side Bud loves Hellraiser. And so when I saw you put this in that you wanted to talk about this, I was like, how has Bud, out of all the things we talk about all the time, how has Hellraiser come to the top of things that he's watched?
2: I mean, I saw the trailer for the new one and it looked Great! It looked like a fantastic update to the terrible platter of cheese, horror fans don't (laughs) at me, that the original 1987 Hellraiser was. Mm -hmm. I am sorry. I didn't watch it in 1987. I was probably a decade or two late on it. And maybe that's why it is
1: schlocky as heck, I (laughs) find. I feel Um, like a lot of those 1980s horror movies that all of these things spawn from um, are pretty schlocky
2: yeah yeah i i get why it became uh sort of a cult favorite and that there were like six you know movies like five sequels from the original hellraiser but boy boy oh boy oh bob it, it is just bad <laughs> like in in my in my opinion but the 2022 sequel uh i believe this is a a sequel not a reboot um is fantastic, and yes, that's because of technology, but also because of mood and lighting and acting. Uh, I I find this to be a super fine, wonderful update. And honestly, what should be any modern person's uh, indoctrination into the Hellraiser franchise? Please don't go back to nineteen eighty-seven. Really,
0: it's really hmm. skip the old one. Really,
2: I mean, hard to say. Because I watched it again after this trailer came out, and I slogged mm-hmm. through it. It's just like bad graphics, mm-hmm. bad acting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, horror fans. Don't don't at me. No, that's um, what horror
1: movies were in the 80s. Like I, you're, but, I agree. But
2: phenomenal concept, great concept, mm-hmm. and it is taken and re-explained and far better done, obviously with modern technology and 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 CG in this uh, latest production, and mostly. Two two standouts are obviously your lead actor. Um, she is a recovering addict named Riley. She's pr- uh, played by an actor named Od- Odessa, a Zion. It's sort of like a, a a crunching down together of her full name, which is Odessa Zion Seagal. Adlon. And that is relevant to me because her mother is Pamela Adlon, yeah, yeah. a career actor and voice actor who is Bobby Hill in King of the yeah, Hill. Funny, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's some great pedigree there. So her acting phenomenal in this. And the other standout for me, I mean, there's not a lot of acting per se, but I just love um, the, the voice of the priest who is Jamie Clayton from Sense8. Um, that's that's all i know her from uh but she is incredible like she has a lower register voice to begin with and then they apply the effects and she's the new pinhead she's the new uh sort of leader of what are called the cenobites these demons that will come after you after you're cut by the puzzle box um that is a very broad sort of (laughs) plot statement um yeah so some eye rolly acting moments but not bad pacing some some good characters in here and uh yeah i enjoyed it and would definitely recommendation cool now kirsten star wars rise of the resistance which looked amazing in your instagram stories and i really <laughs> want to go see it now
1: i am so excited to talk about this ride i know it is yeah. weird to review and recommendation ride not at all. But, I'm so excited to go uh, So I went to Disneyland. Um, I, I actually went to go to the Taylor Hawkins concert, but of course I had to go to Disneyland while I was in LA. So before I talk about this ride, just one quick thing. Um, when I was at Disney talking about the merch and stuff, they had a very small section of X-Men stuff. Uh, and this is huge. Okay. This is huge, though, for for Disney at Disneyland to have... Uh, X Men like T shirts, spirit jerseys, like a little section means to me. Like and and as we've seen from maybe this this Deadpool thing, which came out after I was in Disneyland, is that the X Men are going to be coming up. I think in Marvel in Disney
4: <laughs> s-
1: sooner than we think.
0: Very deliberate
1: because uh, you would not be seeing X Men things in Disneyland. No. It, unless it was on the horizon.
0: So, are we talking about, like, did, did it uh, have the style kind of of 90s X-Men? Yeah, so it was, yeah. like,
1: X-Men, what is it, 94, 92?
0: 99, 97. No,
1: like, the, 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 um, cartoon. the cartoon, yeah. yeah the new um, it was, like, that style, and they had, like, graphic panels and, like, that logo. Oh,
0: that's cool. Um,
1: but anyway, I was, like, I took a picture. I was, like, there's fucking X-Men stuff in Disneyland. <laughs> this <Yes>. is wild. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. Okay, now, this ride. Um, I... Did not want to see any spoilers for this ride. I know that is, again, weird, but I just wanted to go into it blind and experience because I've heard all these things about, oh, this is the greatest ride that was ever made. And, you know, I just was like, okay, let's go experience this ride. So first of all, it is about a two-hour wait to get on this ride.
4: Cat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, whatever, let's do it. We get to Disneyland. I'm like, I don't care. Let's wait in this two-hour line. We're going to have to do it sometime. Um, <laughs> You know, by by the time you get to like through all the rooms and shit, and you finally get on the ride, you're kind of like, oh my god, it's been two hours. What what is this? Why I'm on the, on the ride? Let's okay, go. But all
0: are all the rooms and all the like the line is probably sweet. The right? line is actually
1: not that Super great. Oh, i right? really? very themed, but oh. but like. I was actually shocked that there wasn't more to do in line huh. because That's Disney really is usually surprising. really good about that. Like, there'll they'll be a video playing yeah. or, like, a character well, talking, animatronic. animatronic. It. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it Nothing. was, like, very on theme that, like, you're a rebel and you're going into your rebel base and it's underground and, mm-hmm. like, so there's, like, lots of stacks of um, cases and guns and it's like a rebel outpost, yeah, right? Yeah. But, like, no interactive anything. No even like little buttons that you can push because you know, in the Indiana Jones ride, um, yeah. they have that like um bamboo pole yes. in one of the rooms, and yeah. if you touch it, it's like the, the ceiling's gonna fall <laughs> down,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nothing
1: like that. So, the ro- the huh. line thematically was good, but there was nothing to do, and it was just like, I'm there was, okay with that as long yeah. as there's
0: lots to look at.
1: And it, I like, love
0: looking at things in the line. Liked,
1: I like, though, because they know how long this line is. There was ah. some parts of the line where they, like, very thematically put seats in so that you can sit down. Oh, that's, nice. oh, that's really is, clever. It's so long. So it's like a wall, but then there's, like, kind of, like, seats in the wall, but it's, like, it looks like the wall is just, that's how the rocks are formed, but oh, it's just because nice. they're like, we know you're lazy and don't <laughs> want to stand for two hours to wait for this ride. Yeah. Okay, so just... Let's
0: um, just sell Dr. Shoals at Disneyland.
1: This They really should. This ride, uh, it, uh, it is, the yes, the best ride that I have ever seen. And from wow. a technical and design standpoint, yes. I would love to see uh, like a documentary of Imagineers thinking up this ride. Oh, I'm sure. Because it is insane. And it was... Le- uh, like you can hear it in my voice, like how how shocked and taken aback by it I was. Like when people are talking about how amazing this ride, this redefines what a ride can be. What? Wow! It, um, it, so let me let me tell you. Better th-
0: than the Spider Man ride at Universal Studios? Oh fuck
1: that ride! What are you
0: talking about?
1: I don't
0: know. <laughs> that was a pretty good ride. I was uh, pretty blown away. Have you ever ridden that ride? Yeah. Spider Man zipping around and there's like it's a ride, but also there's movie screens.
1: Yeah. No. It's ho- I hate so. I have now do not like, what are they called, like um, uh, simulator rides. Yeah, like, like Star a si- Tours. A sim- yeah. Like Star Tours. Mm-hmm. And so w- then after simulator rides, they thought, ooh, simulator rides are so cool. What if they move? And that's kind of what that Spider-Man ride is. It's yeah. a simulator, and it moves you around to other screens. So then there's kind of some, like, physical things in front of you, but you're looking at a screen. Oh, is that what that is? And then, yeah, and then oh. it turns you around. And yeah. anyway, I don't like them. Don't okay. like, hmm. so, like... The Millennium Falcon ride, Smuggler's Run, yeah. um which we rode before. When I went to Disneyland last time and I rode that ride, I came out really disappointed. I was like, oof, like I that's a simulator. It's a simulator, yeah. and like you yeah. push buttons, and it's like you're driving the Millennium Falcon, but it's not. It's it's a it's a gamified mm. um, simulator, mm. and I was so disappointed with it. Mm. And so to go back and ride Rise of the Resistance, holy fuck! Okay, let me tell you about this. Ride. Okay.
4: <laughs> so you get
1: you get to the ride um finally after this two hour wait and they put you into a room which is you know a really clever thing like they do in haunted mansion where it's actually still the line yeah. but now it feels like it's the ride yeah and in this room you got bb8 and he's like rolling around and he's beeping and then ray <laughs> comes as like a hologram or like a you know is it they, daisy ridley it's daisy ridley oh! all of the actors are all of the actors That's are amazing. the actors daisy ridley yes. shows up and Good. she's like We're all initiatives. The story of this ride, we're all initiatives into the uh, rebel the rebel force and we're coming to be in the rebel force. So we're showing up for training. We get there. Daisy Ridley is like, I'm so sorry. New recruits. Guess what? We have been discovered. The empire is coming here. We got to get you guys out of here because the empire is going to come find you. And if you get taken by the empire, don't tell them the location of our secret base. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's like, "Um, we're going to get, if Finn is uh, off on this star destroyer, trying to like get them out of the way. And Poe Dameron is here. Poe Dameron is going to fly with you guys and make sure you get on this transport and you're safe. And then, you know, Poe shows up on the screen. He's like, I'm here, guys. Let's let's go. Cool. And then the gates open, and they, you go out into this courtyard, and there is, like, your X-Wing there with Poe Dameron, and BB-8 is inside, and there's, like, a little theme thing where they're like, BB-8, get ready for flight. And he, he goes away, so it makes sense now that he's there. And then you see the transport. And this is, like out of um Obi-Wan, right? You know in Obi Wan where they're trying to get everybody on the transport. No, yeah. It it is like that. So you're so you feel like you're in a movie. And they're like, wow. come on guys, go, we gotta get you guys on this transport before the Empire finds you. So you go, you walk from this one thing into this transport pod. You get in the transport pod, and in there you've got um a Mon calamari. So it's not um it's not um it's a trap. Fuck. It's uh, not at all because he's yeah. he's dead it's the other guy. Um but so you got an animatronic flyer there and then you got um, at the front, you've got um, Nine Nub, who is the you know like the other kind of fish. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've got two animatronics there, um, and you're on this transport pod. The doors shut, and they're like, "Okay, we got to take off." And it's this whole story, and they're moving, and they look so good. Uh-huh. And the screens at the front and the back um, look like you're taking off, and then the transport thing that you're in um, moves, so it's like a it's like a simulator, right? Like obviously it's moving. So it feels like you're flying away on this thing. And one of the cool, like little attention to detail things, which was so neat is we rode this ride in the day and at night and the screens change if it's daytime or nighttime outside. So it's very immersive. So anyway, you go away and then this X-Wing battle starts above you. And like the, the lights above you are, are are flashing like the X-Wings exploding and the empire. And then they're like, Oh shit. Like, We've been taken we're in a tractor beam by this um Imperial ship and then you know the 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 thing that you're in feels like you're yeah. now being pulled in like you' nice. you're getting all these feelings and so you're on the transport pod and then you're you're you've got you get taken in and the screen show you coming into the star destroyer mm. and then the fucking doors open and a cast member walks in, but he's done up like a, a, a Star Destroyer, uh, stormtrooper? A storm, not a stormtrooper, like a, the other one ones. of their soldiers, the, oh, like a dude. Soldier. Yeah. Oh wow. And and then he's like, "Rebel scum! Like, come with me. You've been taken, yeah. captured by the First Order. Um, we're going to interrogate you and find out, you know, what wh- what's going on." So you, g- the door is open and you are in a star destroyer. Uh. It is insane because we got on <laughs> in the thing, right? And you yeah. fly away, and so you're still in the story. You are in a star destroyer. It is huge it is huge it is cavernous this is where you see uh, that f- picture of all of the stormtroopers yeah. standing there yeah, yeah, that yeah. S- screen is like, I don't even know how big. Like It's got to be like a 600-foot screen because what it's playing like ships going by, so it looks like you're but looking nice. outside, and it, they are pumping in, I guess, air conditioning, so it feels cold, like it feels like you're I on the deck of a I was going to ask
2: this exact question. That's so cool.
1: Uh, it, it just, like, it gave me shivers. Like, it was nice. ridiculous the scale of this room, right? And so then they're like, come on, um, we're going to interrogate you, and they take you down this hallway, and then you got to wait in a little bit of a line, which whatever because then you multi-part I'm, not, ride. I'm not on the ride yet this isn't the ride yet yeah, yeah, I haven't yeah, even yeah. told you about what? being on the oh ride my God. Uh, so anyway you gotta wait in the line whatever but all the cast members are in character and then you go down another hallway and it's like you're. they're taking you to a detention block and they're putting you in a cell so you go down you get put in this detention block and you go in a cell and then you get this little thing of Kylo Ren comes and um, General Hux and they're like, mm-hmm. we're going to get the relocation of the Rebel base. Uh, you guys, you're stuck here. Too bad. Like, And then they walk away. And you're stuck in a holding cell, like a jail cell Amazing. that they've put you in. And then you you hear, like, these noises. And then all of a sudden you look to the side and a lightsaber – Yes. Is opening the side of the cell, and Come then the, the door wall. opens, but it looks like uh-huh. a lightsaber. And then another cast member goes, like, We're the we're uh, we're the rebels, we're here to save you. Come on. Like And then you go and get on the ride. Like, oh yes. my god. And what kind of a ride is this? So, okay, so this is this part of the ride um is why it's so innovative. It's a trackless roller coaster. It's not really a roller coaster, but what it is is like a um it's like a transport pod, like, you know, in, in Star Trek or Star Wars, fuck, what am I talking about, where you see the transport pods that go around, like, uh, I'm trying to think of one of the movies, and they're dr- usually driven by a droid. Oh, yeah. They're like, uh, anyway, that's what it is. You're sitting in, like, a little transport pod. So they get you in there, they tell you this story that, okay, the droid that is uh, driving this transport pod is one of ours, this is his first mission, but he's going to get you out of here, don't worry. So it's a trackless <laughs> ride, which is really cool, because it's all done by, um, what's the technology about? I'm sure you...
2: Magnets. Is it, is it maglev?
1: It's, it's something. Levitation? It is kind of like magnets. Um, it's cool. not levitating, but uh, it's like, I, I want to call it QR codes, but that's not what it is. But... Basically, the um, ride knows where to go, the next point where to go, because there's things in the floor that it tra- it tracks to, like little points, oh, like uh, sure. infrared or something. It, I, anyway, so you don't know where you're going through this ride, which is really cool, because you know, on a ride, you're like, oh, okay, now we're going to turn left, because I see the tracks going, left. it doesn't have that. Wow. Wow. So you get on the transport pod, and here's one of the cool, again, like just the designer's of this ride RFID
2: RFID right, thank
1: you that's what it is oh. the, radio now, frequency at
2: identification. the beginning
1: of this ride here's one of the really cool things that got written in that if you really think about it you like take a t- take a second to think about this ride and like the technical challenges they had to overcome and write them into the story so they make sense so this ride starts and you're on your little pod and two other so there's two pods And then two other pods come by. And what's actually happening is those two pods are the last ride. They're empty. But they have to return to the beginning of the ride to load the new riders, right? They need to reset. But thematically, you can't just have two empty pods going by and you're seeing them and, and what is the point of the story? And so I'm sure someone was like, how the fuck do we get these back to reset the rides so that this makes sense. So the story they tell is, uh, you know, that they're just other transport pods, and they they're like the your droid is like tell, tell the tell the other droids that it's a prisoner transfer, and so the droids go bloop, 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 and then the other droids go bloop, 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 and they're like, what? It worked, and then then, then wow. they go back. But that's just like a little story detail that mm. it's so cool to think about that the designers had to think about these things to to make this ride work. Anyway. Um, so, and then you go through that other scene that you see where you're in the room with the at and then this is where mm. the stormtroopers see you and they start firing at you, and your little transport guy is, like, going around, you're trying to get away from the stormtroopers, and then you're on this ride, you've already done all this fucking stuff, um, you, you're at the AT-ATs, you, your little stormtrooper guy backs up, and then all of a sudden, you go up! It's like an elevator. You're on this ride that's been going around the floor and you know, you going away from stormtroopers, and then it brings you up. Like
2: I saw this on your Instagram stories and nearly dropped my phone. Ah!
1: Like, I wasn't expecting it. Like, you, okay, now I've gone up. And then, you know, you've got the ATAT, and it points its little lasers at you, pew, pew, and you, you get away. Um, and then, like, I don't need to tell you the whole other rest of the, like, story of the ride. But, like, it's basically you trying to get out on this little transport pod. And then uh, Kylo sees that you're going to break out and you try to escape. And you go into an another elevator. And then I don't know how they did this, but... Kylo tries to get into the elevator, and you see his lightsaber come Ugh. through, like, Ugh. through the roof, Ugh. and, like, the lightsaber oh, cool. graphic looks really good, but then they have it, like, you can see it actually cutting through the roof, and yep. looks- I, it looks really good. I don't know how, no. how they've done it. And then you go through, like, this uh, battles, like, suddenly you hear, like, the X-Wings come in because, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, when you're on the transport part, part Poe Dameron's like, I'm going to go get help. Because he's there trying to help you, right? Mm -hmm. So Poe Dameron comes back, of course, with all of his his buddies, and they're going to get you out. And then there's this scene where, like, Kylo's like, ah, you think you're going to escape, and he uses the force, and your little Uh, transport prod, uh, like, pulls uh, forward. But as that's happening, there's this huge screen next to you that, again, doesn't look like a screen. It looks like the outside of space, where you see, like, an X-Wing get shot, and it comes around and it hits where Kylo's standing and the whole ship explodes and then you get this rush of air like that the ship has opened and Kylo like uses the force so he doesn't get sucked out or whatever and then you go away and then the last part of this ride because they're trying to get you out of a Star Destroyer right again think of the story they're trying to get you out of the Star Destroyer how do you get out of a Star Destroyer? you got to fly out of it, right? Yes. So they put you, they take the transport pod and they put it in like an escape pod. So you drive into this escape pod and then again, you're looking at a screen and you see these escape pods on the other side of the Star Destroyer and they just drop and you're like,
4: Oh, wait man. a minute,
1: Like, <laughs> what's going to happen here? And then all of a sudden out of nowhere the ride drops you've got like a it's it's not a huge drop but it's enough of a drop that you feel it in your stomach it's like the,
2: elevator style like, like a little bit yeah, like, like Tower yeah. of Terror they use a version of that drop shaft for this ride but it's like wow. we were just
1: driving around we were in this cart and now we're on a drop <laughs> ride and I'll tell you what that drop ride then turns into a simulator because you're looking at the screen yeah. and then you're flying and you're falling because you're falling to the planet and then you crash land and you've escaped the first order
4: Wow! And
1: then you come out and your Mon Calamari guy is there and you're like, yay, you escaped the first Anyway, I'm sorry to just verbally tell you this ride, but I know you can go on YouTube and watch the ride through. But it was amazing. And if you don't care about spoilers, watch the ride through. Just the technical Mm. design and creativity of this ride is unmatched. It's like... Five rides in one. Wow! You got the so simulator. Cool. You got the track. You got the you got the drop ride. You've got the the story. You've got oh my god! I can't talk enough about this ride. We walked, We waited in line for two hours five times.
0: You were, you rode this ride five Whoa. times. I rode this ride five times.
1: Well, one time we were very lucky. Wow! Because the ride had closed down. Because I guess with so many moving parts, it breaks unfortunately often. Yeah. And one time we just happened to be walking by. When they reopened the ride, so lucky, so lucky, we w- so lucky. We were very lucky, but yeah, wow. that's how good of a ride it was wow. that I didn't even care that we were waiting that long for it i I wish everybody on the planet could experience yep. this it, this it was an experience. It was <sighs> written so well. You had all of the original actors, uh, well, from the the new trilogy as a part of it um the the graphics and the design, like, yeah, it was this. This is what a ride should and can
0: be. I hate that so you're exciting. selling me on another, I'm yep, sorry, 000, dollar, multi thousand dollar trip. Holy crap, guys, like, <laughs> it, it, I like,
1: That's and insane. unfortunately, I hope, I hope that if you ever go and experience the ride, like me telling you about it doesn't spoil it because no, I went no, in I don't
0: feel spoiled. Uh,
1: specifically spoiler free to it because I, yeah. I I had heard about the experience of it and it was just it was phenomenal
2: oh I'm staying Disney far away. says this has bumped their numbers by two percent which for Disney is huge yeah. oh,
1: and I mean the real estate like and, and again this is why I would love to see a documentary on the making of this because obviously they wanted to go in and make this huge ride but then you got Disneyland that's been there since the, the 50s and w- how do you build space like how do you right. get the space to make this size of ride so you know what they did is they dug down right? Yeah. That's yeah. why you up or when down. you're in that first simulator where they're, they're taking you off the planet, I think that that's actually in an elevator and it takes you down and then you makes go underground sense. and then that makes sense why you have to go up in an elevator yep. during the ride mm-hmm. and then Phenomenal. drop again one more time. Ugh. So like yeah, for Yeah, overshoot
2: you yes. above the ground yeah. and then bring you back down to the ground. So
1: for someone Ugh. to think and design all that, like it's just crazy. Love and it. then.
2: Get on at Disney+. Plus.
1: One more thing, yeah. just because I didn't talk about it at all, and of course, it's the other big thing at Disney that opened in Disneyland California is Marvel Campus.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, right.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this ride overshadows it completely. Uh. It's pretty cool. Again, uh, that problem was there's not a lot of space there, mm. um, but we saw the Spider-Man bot. It didn't crash. It was pretty cool. Yay. Um, we saw the Hulk, which was apparently new that week, like the, the yes. Hulk uh, kind of walking around in a suit. Um We saw, like, they have this, like, little cutie Doctor Strange show, uh, which was really, really fun. It was kind of like a magic show, but Doctor Strange, right? That makes sense. Aw, neat. Which was really fun. And then there is a new ride in there. It's Spider-Man Web Slingers, and that is, like, almost like the universal one you were describing, Paul. Oh, cool, yeah. um, Where it was a simulator and whatever, and unfortunately they were... cursed by space. They did not have a lot of space Mm -hmm. to make that ride, so what do you do? It's a simulator. You know, there's not a lot of room. It wasn't. It was fine. But the uh, Pim's Kitchen is definitely the highlight for me of that Avengers campus. Um, That pretzel thing they did was so funny. Yeah, the pretzel thing they have like while you're waiting in line, they have these little pretzels and then they go through, like I guess, a Pim particle machine and they either huge, get blown up, or really, 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 really small. And all of the food is very good and thematic. Like You can get a giant pretzel where I got like a it's called like a never ending um, cinnamon bun. And it, for some reason had like the little tiniest baby egg on it. Like, like I don't know <laughs> why. Um, so but, on theme. But it was really cool. And the characters uh, walking around were were very cool. And it's a, a nice addition, but it just, it does, it pales in comparison to that Rise of the Resistance
0: right yeah, I bet. <laughs>
2: I'm so um, glad. I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad you got to experience this finally.
0: Yes. Yeah. I have just one question. Does Kyler Ren wear a shawl or a cape? The right? Ooh, I, you know what? <laughs>
1: mm, I think it's a shawl.
0: Yeah. Good. I think be. he's wearing a shawl. It should Be Force Awakens, Kylo Ren. Yeah. M- it, mask. Delirium. Well, it
1: is because, and it, it's got to be too because Hux is in it. Doesn't Hux die at the beginning of uh He
0: does. Yeah. So it's the
1: third one. Yeah. So it's, yeah. So he's, he's got the shawl.
2: Rad.
0: Okay, good. Good, you good. good. I'll, I'm in. Okay, that's <laughs> it.
2: I'm going. Just because of the shawl. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't have a chance to really finish the Q sheet, but we have House of the Dragon, She-Hulk, Andor, and Rings, Rings, Rings sorry to talk about. I talked
1: about forever. The only thing I do, I want to talk about She-Hulk. What do you guys want to talk about?
2: Uh, yeah, I'll talk a little She-Hulk. Um,
0: I like She-Hulk. She-Hulk I like, and <laughs> uh, pretty good. Oh, she drives a Prius Prime.
1: I know, I noticed that right away yeah. I was like, oh, it's a Prius Prime And then she mentions it, she drops yeah, it by yeah. name That it's a Prius Prime <laughs> yeah, I, like Funny. Yeah.
0: I can't like that
1: I wonder if they wrecked a whole Prius Prime, though. I was like, Ooh, oh, those things are expensive. Nah, I'm oh, sure it was
0: like an old Prius. That was
1: fine. Yeah. 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 Um, this latest episode, is this a spoiler? Have you watched the latest I one? I don't think
0: I've watched the latest oh, two. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's Why? fine. It's fine. Go, go, go. Well,
1: can I say the spoiler? Sure,
0: yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't care about that. So spoilers.
1: Daredevil finally shows up. Oh, good.
0: Thank um, Frick.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank Frick. And like, I'm going to sp- speak on behalf of Brian here because I think Brian will agree with me now, is that putting Daredevil in that trailer was a mistake. Mistake. They should never because, have revealed that Daredevil was going to be in the series. Yeah. Because what what was this? Episode seven? He finally uh, shows up or something like that? Of, like, of eight. Ridiculous. It, it's, it's ridiculous. They shouldn't have put him in there. It would have been so much tastier and delicious for him to just show up in show that scene. Up. Like, because of yeah, course she's yeah. a lawyer. So of course Mur- Murdoch shows up as a lawyer.
0: Yeah. And, I didn't even know he was in a trailer. I just assumed because of lawyer, lawyer.
1: Yeah. Like, and they, there's a scene where they're like, well, who's going to represent you? And then he it's the reveal there. It is, oh, great. And it's like, come on. Okay. Why did you put Daredevil in the trailer? Nobody needed. And that's, I think, is Marvel got spooked mm. because mm. people saw this trailer. They're like, the CGI looks bad. Terrible this is bad. CGI. Your show is bad. Mm. Um, They were like, well, I'll give him Daredevil. And that was a mistake because what the fuck?
2: Not much Daredevil.
1: No, it's not much, Daredevil. And well, she Hulk was... got all of the Daredevil. <gasps> oh, that's a spoiler! Well, you told me I could spoil. Well, oh. not that specifically that they did it. <laughs> I did not say that? Oh, they
0: did, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. As she Hulk or as Jennifer? I don't know. Maybe you have to watch it more right now. No, oh, doggone it!
4: Uh... I do like
0: the show, though, very much. I'm enjoying. It's so fun to watch, mm-hmm. right, yeah.
2: Bud? Oh, definitely. I'm. I'm. It's very refreshing. I like it. Okay,
0: and now. Here's some things that Brian has to say about it.
3: Hey, yes, it's uh, DJ Boytano. I uh, was gonna just send these uh, notes to the GeekPod crew so that they can kind of go through them whenever they're talking about uh, this She-Hulk episode. But Paul asked for audio from me, so uh, uh, okay, yeah, let's 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 do that. Um, talking about uh, episode eight of She-Hulk, I really don't want to talk about too too much because I'm sure that the the GeekPod crew have done a fantastic job so far. Or are gonna follow up after this recording to uh, you know touch on the things that uh, I didn't touch on, but like I yeah I very much trust the crew in terms of you know their assessment of the episode. Um, but uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. I guess maybe a few Easter egg things, uh, even just like Daredevil. There there's a lot to talk about with regards to Daredevil. But overall review of the episode, really like this episode. Uh, I love again everything that I. I I mentioned that I love about this show, the dialogue and everything like that. It's, it's all there, you know, everything about that. It's there. I I really liked leapfrog because, uh, the character, that uh they pull from the comics is pretty much just that kind of a joke character you know and he's had dealings with daredevil in the past so it makes sense that they bring in daredevil for this episode actually uh one little easter egg is that this is actually not the first time that you see leapfrog in an episode of she-hulk actually if you jump back (laughs) See what I did there? Unintentionally. Jump back to uh, episode five, which is uh, sort of the episode where Jen first goes to Luke Jacobson's studio. Leapfrog is actually there. They cross paths. He's just kind of an extra, I guess, like just in the background of that scene. He's picking up a suit from Luke Jacobson. And you can kind of see him uh, in the background getting into, like, the elevator or, or kind of not really knowing where he, where he was going. So nice little Easter egg there. That's also that same episode where the original Daredevil tees was so that's kind of funny that they were both teased in that same uh, episode and then showed up you know a few episodes later now with regards to daredevil's outfit and we were talking about this a number of pods ago you're not seeing him in his traditional red suit you're seeing him in a red and yellow suit and uh, that's actually like what we were talking about before Um, we took a few google searches but that was actually an original kind of daredevil suit an original color of Daredevil, and uh, that was originally made as sort of an homage to uh, Matt Murdock's father, Jack Murdock, or Batlin Jack Murdock, because that was his colors when he was a boxer. So that's kind of cool that they made that for his sort of debut into the MCU. Actually, there's probably one element of uh, Matt Murdock slash Daredevil that uh, we could discuss here, and it's, uh, you know, whether or not the Netflix Daredevil stories are actually part of the MCU. Now, the answer is kind of gray in that it's sort of a yes and no you know it's kind of the beauty of introducing like the multiverse though of course there was once a time where Paul hated that and uh, would call that cheap but like the events of the Netflix Daredevil shows you know kind of take place in an alternate timeline but the basic origin of Matt Murdoch slash Daredevil are pretty much the same so the, with the concept of the multiverse Marvel the you know they're able to actually keep elements of the show that fit within the MCU and kind of scrap elements that don't fit so it's, it's it's a little bit of a brilliant way to to sort of uh soft reboot the, you know a lot of these characters so this version of Daredevil kind of like a soft reboot is like a soft entry into the MCU so nothing is really contradicted from the Netflix shows and uh that's where they're super careful with the dialogue so for example in the Netflix show Daredevil suit was made by a guy named Melvin Potter now in She-Hulk he mentions that Luke, quote unquote, made a couple of new suits for him, which could just mean that while Melvin made his original suit, Luke Jacobson actually makes new ones for him. And so there's really no contradiction there. Now, there's also some that would say that this version of Matt Murdoch is like a lot less dark. You know, he quips he's a lot less conflicted about who he is uh, compared to the Netflix show. I think this is actually all on purpose. Now, Spider-Man Homecoming kind of showed us that, you know, the last thing people need when revisiting characters we've already seen is another origin story. So they didn't do that. Instead of, you know, showing us Uncle Ben getting killed for like the third time, they focus on other aspects of Peter Parker that we haven't really seen that could be very enjoyable. So similarly... This version of Matt Murdock should technically work for both people who have uh, seen all three seasons of Daredevil, and for people who you know are just being introduced to the character. Now, there's this, like, quick exposition on who he is and what he can do, kind of in a funny way, because, like, I love when Jen asks if he's, you know, not really blind, because that would be problematic. Uh, You know, they break down his powers, you know, into the simplest form. When, you know, Jen asks if his ability includes, like, echolocation, he says, well, I'm just really good at hearing. And then, going back to the fact that his character is a lot less dark and brooding compared to the Netflix version, well... You know, if you go back to the Netflix shows uh, and where we left Matt Murdock at the end of season three, he was actually in a much better place. You know, he reunited with Foggy and Karen and he seemed to have like a better handle and balance between his lawyer persona and his vigilante persona, which, uh, you know, then he in turn kind of helps Jen out with in this episode. So this could be that sort of continuation of his character arc in that like he had kind of his darker moments the first three seasons of daredevil on netflix were just kind of him sort of finding himself and now here's him a little further on down the road where he's actually in a better place and he's helping out other superheroes okay i've rattled on for like about six minutes now so i think i'm gonna go ahead and uh talk about Uh, Maybe a couple Easter eggs, just a couple of Easter eggs to uh, to get you through here. Probably the biggest Easter egg in this episode is, of course, the fact that Matt Murdock reveals in court that the Sokovia Accords have been repealed. Now, uh, if you don't remember what the Sokovia Accords are, just go all the way back to uh, Captain America Civil War, where um, Thaddeus Ross is with the Avengers in the Avengers compound and uh, kind of explaining to them all of the destruction that their sort of good deeds have caused and this was after the incident in uh, Lagos Nigeria so the united nations had come up with uh, a thing called the Sokovia accords which is basically a way to uh, control superheroes so you either sign it or you be considered a criminal sort of vigilante so the accords being repealed actually has quite a bit of ramifications in the MCU moving forward because now the the government doesn't have any hold on superpowered individuals a lot of these people can start to come out of the woodwork and that's what I've been saying over the last couple of weeks the thing that I love about She-Hulk even though you know I can enjoy it on a little bit more of a casual level kind of like a sitcom it has been making it pretty apparent that superpowered individuals just exist in the world and the world has kind of come to terms with it or or that it's that's sort of been normalized. So with something like the Sokovia Accords, which is, you know, a document that has control over the way people use their powers with that being repealed, that kind of makes way for certain groups to kind of come out of hiding a little bit. You know, one example being like mutants and the X-Men. Speaking of which, I did love that uh, other nod to uh, Wolverine near the end of the episode when uh, Nikki comes over to help Jen get ready uh, for the uh, Female Lawyer of the Year Award Gala. And then she jumps out of uh, Jen's room with like all these makeup accessories uh, on her fists, kind of like the Wolverine claws. And the timing of that was just perfect with, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds video that same week coming out, talking about how Hugh Jackman is going to be reprising uh, his Wolverine role in Deadpool three. You know what? I think that's a good place to end it. Because that's uh, quite a bit. That's over like eight and a half minutes of just me talking about She-Hulk. So, you know, if your eyes haven't glazed over yet or uh, if you haven't fallen asleep by uh, me rattling on and on, I'm just going to return you back to uh, your uh, regularly scheduled Geek Out podcast with uh, Kirsten, Paul, and uh, Bud. Good stuff, Brian.
1: Uh, House of the Dragon? I haven't watched. I'm so far behind. Somebody texted me a spoiler the other day, and I was like, ah!
0: Oh, no. Uh, I'll, I'll say, because uh, we seem to be rolling the two of them into each other, which sucks that we're doing that, but um, yeah. I'll say that Rings, 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 Rings is boring for the most part to me. I'm watching shame. it. I w- wish to like it. I like the world. I enjoy spending time there. It's uh, that. Uh, it's just a shame that I am sleeping there.
2: <laughs> I go there to sleep. Uh, okay. I'm sleeping in this beautiful world. Yeah,
0: yeah I, I don't know. It's just like it's not doing it for me in an exciting way. It doesn't grasp me. Even though they sing songs about Don't You Love a Potato, it, <laughs> it is pleasant. But yeah. uh, maybe I just need to like chill out, give it more time. I really am trying, but... Oof. Uh, whereas House of the Dragon, uh, it kind of got me. I'm I'm very interested to see where it goes again, back and forth, back and forth. Uh, every time Viserys shows up, I'm like, how decrepit will he be now? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. You know,
0: and that to me is interesting. And the drama is heating up. Um, so House of the Dragon, weird to say it, but way more than Rings, 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 Bud.
2: Fair enough. Oh no, yeah, no, I agree. Like I, I love. The world of Rings, Rings, Rings. Mm. I just find it a little draggy at yeah. times. More and and House of the Dragon, I've never felt that. Yeah, yeah. The pacing is just on point. And again, that might be because there are so many places you can go in a Game of Thrones show. There's so sure. many people you can focus on, and Rings, Rings, Rings just doesn't seem to have that breadth. Um, you know, you've got. One, two, three kind of different places you could go or characters you could follow. Mm. Uh, but House of the Dragon, limitless possibilities.
0: Yeah, it's, it is. It's like the Hobbit movies. It's butter scraped over too much bread again, unfortunately. Good
2: description. Yeah. And it's... um.
0: Thanks, Bilbo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kirsten, you're just behind on everything.
1: I'm behind on everything. Uh, So I am enjoying Rings, Rings, Rings because Johnny and I decided that because we were so behind, we need to catch up on one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I was like, I am not... Emotionally, in a spot that I could be watching Game of Thrones because it's so intense. Like yeah, it's an yeah. intense drama. And Rings, Rings, Rings is just like a nice little escape, sweetie escape, where they sing songs about potatoes. I'm yeah. like, this is what I need <laughs> in my life right now. Um, but I've heard very good things and um, I will review and recommend them one day.
2: And I still haven't gotten past episode four of Andor. <clears throat> okay. Oh, yeah. The other- oh, but, yeah, you need to talk about Andor real quick here, because you're the only one who's plowing through this Yeah, thing.
1: we watched the first one, and then it, it fell into, like, we went on holiday, and everything got so behind on all the content.
2: Yeah. Um. Again, it, it took... Far too long. Those first three episodes could have been one show. Yeah, interesting. Yucky. Um,
1: interesting.
2: And, and that's terrible, right? Yeah. Because like that's a lot of time to I won't say waste, um, but to to take up um, mm-hmm. a, a, a valuable um, viewer time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So. Things actually happen in the back half of episode three, and things actually happen, and we go places on uh, in in episode four, and that's as far as I've gotten. We've got there been oh, there's only been one other episode since then. Mm. Oh, and the one is dropping tonight on the day that we record on the twelfth on uh, this Wednesday. So I'm all I guess I'm only one episode behind. But yeah, yeah, (laughs) is my review. Wow, yeah, Yeah. that's a shame. Well, anything else for the pod, my friends? Um, nothing pressing for me I don't think yeah thanks mm-hmm. yeah, and all Kirsten and James out. where can we find you on the internet
1: Kirsten.james yeah sorry about my 15 minute review of a ride no, loved, oh, it, I loved it, it <laughs> <and> loved <laughs> it
2: loved <laughs> yeah, it Paul Pastino right
0: at Paul Pastino or zone.fm slash Paul Jenny
2: I'm Webmeister Bud on YouTube, Instagram Twitter and Twitch this has been the Zones Geek Up Podcast episode 209 thank you so much for listening
4: Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at
0: 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit the zone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a Zoner.